You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. God is good. Amen. So good. Can we hear another clap offering for God in this place? Amen. So good that this is so overwhelming, friends. Right now, for those who are watching online, if you could see what we see, this place at Barcelona Academy is full to halfway through the gym. Yes. So overwhelming. This is so good. And you know, dear friends, it only means you being here today, you making time to listen to His Word, to receive His love, to be fed by His Spirit, you are blessing others as well. Amen. Can you fist bump someone beside you and tell that person, you're a blessing. You're a blessing to me. You're a blessing to the servants. And you watching right now at home, wherever you are, in the office, on the road, you're a blessing to us right here, right now. Amen. And wasn't our worship powerful? Can we give a round of applause for our worship team, mga youth? These are the servants of Feast at Home Youth. Wow! In the last 20 months that we've been through this pandemic, I couldn't imagine yet how, and now it's so surreal that they are here serving with us and the servants are there. Can we just give a round of applause for all of our servants here? Powerful. Your presence makes God's presence even more real right now. Amen? Allow me to introduce myself. I, uh, for those who don't know me yet, my name is Brother Tony Valenzuela. Not Villaraza, although I like to claim that I am Brother Odi's twin brother. Okay, I have a few uh, woos here. So, Brother Odi, no choice. You gave the floor to me. So I'll declare it, I'm your twin brother, even if for one day, all right? <laughs> and today, dear friends, God is going to speak to us powerfully. I believe that this message is just what we need to hear today. But can I see a show of hands of all of our first-timers here at the FBA Feast Barcelona Academy first-timers? Wow! If the camera could just go 360 and see all of those attending right now, you'd be amazed of what God is doing for our feast every week. And we're excited to see you, hopefully, and praying that you too will come here soon and join us as we expand a little bit every week. Better dear friends, today let's continue our ongoing series, The Clash. Can you say it with me? The Clash. And we are at our talk 11 we have gone this far if you've been journeying with us these past two years yes two years you know that we have been diving deep into the gospel of matthew and we have been unraveling unpackaging the beauty of god's love and his mercy for us in the gospel of matthew and our one big message is this are you ready say i'm ready if you're ready here it is our message for all of us today even me is this while you're waiting God is working can you say it with me while I'm waiting God is working 
That's it. That's how powerful God's Word is. That's it. Our fee session is over. We're good. No, I'm just joking. We still have so much to unravel. But before we jump into God's Word and hear more of His love for us, let's pray our favorite prayer here at the feast. Can we do that? I've missed doing this, especially with so many in attendance. Let's come before God and with conviction in our hearts, we make the sign of His love for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And together we pray. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's Word so that I become more like Jesus every day. We shout, today I declare I am God's beloved. I am God's servant and I am God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we give God a clap offering in this place? God is good. God is good. And while we are waiting, God is working. And that is what the Advent season is all about. We are waiting. Are you excited for Christmas? Can I see a show of hands for all of those excited for Christmas? Yes, we're all excited for Christmas, right? And while we're waiting, this is why it's called Advent because Advent in Latin means coming, the coming, the arrival, and we're waiting for that arrival. But I want to share to you because I personally believe that there are also three ways that Jesus is coming right now into our lives. Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. First way that Jesus is coming into our lives is all the time. Every time Jesus is coming into our lives. Every breath, every waking moment, He is here with you. Where you are right now, watching or here on site, God is meeting us where we are. And the thing about Jesus is that He said that I am with you until the end of the age. That was the last that He said in the Gospel of Matthew. And it's a promise. It's a promise that we can keep. He is with us until the end of time. And not just, you know, hindi lang, hindi lang occasionally. It's not just when, when you're good, when you're, when you're uh, favoring His standards or meeting up His expectations. Not just sometimes. Jesus didn't say, I'll be with you sometimes. He said, I will be with you at the end of the age always. If you're with someone right now, just fist bump that person, tap that person, tell that person, Jesus is with you always. Jesus is with you always. And dear friends, when He says always, it's at every moment. That's why it's so powerful when we pray. When we pray, we don't just say, usually I'm guilty of this. I say when we pray, let's come before the presence of our God. But we don't come into the presence of God. We don't enter it as if we were away from it before we pray. Prayer makes us aware that God is with us always. Do I hear an amen? Prayer makes us aware that God is embracing us, enveloping us, healing us, wanting to just be with Him every moment of every day. First, every time. That's how Jesus comes to us. Second, at the end times. Now we personally believe, we also believe that Jesus is coming again. Correct? That He's coming the second time. And that is what we believe. When He comes for the second time, He will be judge. He will be king. 
And when that time comes, I'm telling you, everything will be renewed. In fact, God is renewing creation. He's renewing us until that time comes. And when that time comes, it will be a total change for all of us, more than we can ever imagine. It's going to be a total change, a total renewal on the social level, cultural level, personal, even cosmic and universal level. Everything is going to change when Jesus comes. But here's the thing, we don't know when, we don't know how, but only the Father knows. Are you ready for that day? Are you ready for that day? It could come any moment. Ask the person beside you right now. Are you ready? It looks like the others are having a question mark on their expression right now. Am I ready? <laughs> Our third way that God is coming to us is the end of our times. Say it with me. End of our times. This is the truth, guys. Dear friends, can you tell to the person beside you, Mama matay ka rin. <laughs> Death is inevitable. It's for real. It's going to happen. At the end of our days, we are going to meet the Lord. He's going to call us. He's going to make us meet Him face to face. But when it comes to death, I know for some of us, we don't like to hear the word death. We're afraid of death. But if you're a Jesus follower, dear friends, you don't have to be scared of death. Because if you're a Jesus follower, it doesn't matter whether you're following Him here on earth or in heaven. Amen? It doesn't matter whether now could be the time or tomorrow could be a time or any second could be a time. If you're a Jesus follower, it doesn't matter because you're loving Him, you're serving Him, you're making yourselves available for Him just as you are making yourselves available now for Him. Do I hear an amen in this place? Woo! Can I hear a clap offering for God right now? So three ways that Jesus meets with us is every time of our lives, every waking breath. Second is at the end times when His second coming will arrive. And the third is at the end of our times. So friends, today, as we learn the difference of what it means to not be foolish and be wise, are you excited for God's Word? I can't hear you. Are you excited for God's Word? Let's welcome Brother Bo Sanchez. Thank you, Tony. Thank you so much. That was so good. Give a big hand to Tony. I know we've been standing for a while and we're not used to this anymore, but I'm going to ask you for patience as we honor the Word. If you could extend your hand towards Scripture as a symbol of reverence. And let's sing. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids. Everybody say ten bridesmaids. Who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Everybody say bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. Everybody say foolish. Everybody say wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil. Can everybody say extra oil? 
When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him in the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I don't know you. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or the hour of my return. Can I invite you to put your hand over your chest as a symbol that you pray with all your heart and just say this after me. Jesus, it is so good that I am in your presence and I say yes to whatever you want to do with my life with my heart today. I give you full permission, 100%. You are my Lord today and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto Please be seated, everybody. Tell somebody beside you, God will speak to you today. I almost did an audible razor right there. That parable is crazy and a little bit difficult to understand. Ask me why. Because our weddings are not like that. It's very different. Our weddings, let me, let, me, let me describe to you what kind of weddings we have today and then I'm going to describe to you what weddings they had 2,000 years ago in that place of the world. So in our weddings today, usually it's an R. Agree, disagree. Our wedding is just an R. It becomes two R's because of the photo, group photos. You know, the, the, okay, the couple first, and then a couple with the priest, and then the immediate family of the bride, immediate family of the groom, and then the, the extended family of the bride, and the extended family of the groom, and then after that, the college friends of the bride, and the college friends of the, and then the high school, and then the, the BTS fans, and then, uh, so you, you've got all of these groups, and then so it stands to two R's. And then after the wedding ceremony in church, there there will be this, this in-between time before the wedding to the reception. There would be this, this photo shoot, the private photo shoot between just the couple. And so the guests are, are in the cocktails area, standing up, chit-chatting, and then finally the banquet. So it's two hours in church and then two hours in between. And then the three hours, two to three hours in the banquet hall, the, the reception where, where you've got the games and, you know, who takes a bath longer than the, groom, the, the husband or the wife, you know, so... You've got all, and so we've got about three hours, so it's two hours, two hours, three hours. It's about seven hours 
maximum for a, for a, for a wedding today. Um, 2,000 years back in ancient Israel, it is not seven hours, but seven days. The Jews knew how to celebrate. Seven days of eating and singing and dancing and drinking and talking. And it, it was a wild party. Um, and so the wedding was in the bride's house. And then there was this procession to the groom's house. And so there were 10 bridesmaids who were welcoming the, the groom in the groom's house, waiting for the procession. And they, say, they said that there were five foolish and five wise. And they were carrying lamps. I want you to picture this in your minds, that the lamp is more like a torch. It's, it's probably more like a torch with a stick, and then you've got a cloth mounted on top of that stick, and the cloth is drenched with olive oil. Five of them just had the stick. The other five, they had a stick and an extra flask of olive oil. Are you, are you picturing this now in your mind? And so when, when you get that, there are three messages I want to bring out from the parable. The first one is that you need to wait for God's perfect timing. Can everybody say that with me? Wait for God's perfect timing. Waiting is very, very important in the Bible. There are stories in the Bible that say that if you do not know how to wait for God's perfect time, bad things happen. Bad things happen. Mess takes place. There is this one story of King Saul. And he was waiting for the prophet Samuel to offer the sacrifice. He was delayed. He was not coming. And King Saul grew impatient. And, and I can just imagine King Saul walking back and forth, pacing, looking at his watch and saying, oh, there's something wrong here. And so what he does is he does something that he should not have done. Ask me, what did he do? He took matters into his own hands and he appropriated for himself a role that was not his role. God did not assign him to do that. He did that because of his pride because of his arrogance. He did not wait for God's perfect time. And he offered the sacrifice that only the prophet Samuel should have, could have done. He did it. And because of that, do you know what happened? Ask me what? His anointing was taken away from him. His crown was taken away from him. There are people today your anointing has been taken away from you because of your impatience. Because you do not wait for God's perfect time. A few centuries before that, the people of Israel were at the foot of Mount Sinai. And they were waiting for Moses to come down. He had a chit-chat with God. And God was extra talkative that time. Moses did not go down 
at the time that they expected him to come down. Is everybody listening to me? I, I want to say something very important. I know you know this, but I need to remind you. God is a God who has his own schedule. God operates on his own timetable. And what we do is we say, no, we've got our own schedule. We've got our own timing. And so the people of Israel were waiting for Moses to come down. He was not going down. And the people said, what's, what's the matter? We're, we're, we're waiting here. And they grew impatient. And do you know what they did? They crafted their own God. And, and they, they shaped a golden calf. And they worshipped that calf. You see, when you do not wait for God's perfect timing, you put yourself as God. And you play God. And you say, God, I'm taking over. I know better. I know better than you. My time is better than your time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Tell somebody beside you, wait for God's perfect time. Because you may be in a season of waiting right now. Actually, all of us are. And you may be single right now and you're waiting for that partner to come. And for the longest time, he's not been coming. Or you might be praying for the healing of a loved one and that healing hasn't happened. You might be praying for a debt and you've been asking God and working, but that debt has not yet been resolved. You're praying for the depression to be lifted. You're praying for the problem to be solved. You're praying for an answered prayer and the answer hasn't come. I've got word for you. God has a time. He's got to follow that time. He operates on perfect timing. You don't. And what you need to do right now is to say, God, you're God. I'm going to trust you. God will come in his perfect time. He's going to come into your life and resolve what needs to be resolved in his perfect time. Number one, wait for God's perfect time. The second thing I'd like to share with you is what Tony shared a while ago. While we're working, God is working. While we're waiting, it seems as though nothing is happening, but something is happening. While King Saul was pacing back and forth, waiting for the prophet Samuel to come, and prophet Samuel wasn't coming, he thought nothing was happening, but actually something was happening. God was working in his heart, but he was not cooperating. While the people of Israel were waiting for Moses to come down the mountain and they grew impatient and they thought that nothing was happening, something was happening, God was working in their souls and they were not listening. In your season of waiting, God is working. Do you hear me? God is working deep in your soul, behind the scenes, in the circumstances of your life. You do not see what God is doing, but He is. When I was a kid, 
I remember my mom tell me, sharing is good. Are you familiar with that? When I went to school, I don't know if they still do that today, but teachers, my teachers, they would announce in the classroom, we're going to have a quiz. Get your one-fourth piece of paper. Do, you, do they still do that today or am, am I too old? And every morning I would get a pad paper and I'd bring it to school. And so when the teacher announces, get your one-fourth piece of paper, my classmates, almost all of them will look towards my direction because they know who brings the pad paper. And my mother taught me sharing is good. But you see, at the end of the day, when I ask her, mommy, I need a new pad paper, and, and my mom would say, why? Because my classmates didn't bring pad paper and I gave all of them. And so my mom regretted teaching me that sharing is good. But I said, mom, no, that's what we need to do. Sharing is good. Now, this parable disturbed me. I don't know if it did you, but I was a young Christian, 12, 13 years old, reading this parable. And I was telling myself, how can these be wise bridesmaids? They didn't share for crying out loud and an extra flask of oil. You know, and when the five foolish bridesmaids said, we ran out of oil. The story has no grace. Wouldn't it be better if the wise bridesmaid said, hotting bridesmaid, 50-50 tayo. Everybody has oil. But the reason why it bothered me, ask me why, I didn't get the message. And this is the message. You, you can share paper. You can share food. You can share clothes. You can share money. But there are some things that you cannot share. Tony, what if I come up to you and I say, Tony, can I borrow your toothbrush? Even just once. I mean, I mean just, just, you know, 30 seconds. There's something in my teeth. I just want to brush it off. Come on. There are some things that you cannot share. Tell somebody beside you, there are some things you cannot share. It is too personal. It's too personal. And what you cannot share is what the oil in the parable symbolizes. And the oil in the Bible symbolizes the Holy Spirit. And so when you, when you think about the oil in the parable, it is the personal work of the Holy Spirit in your life and you cannot share that. You cannot. Imagine if the doctor tells you, I'm sorry to tell you, but because of the tests, and I see the tests right now, you have to go through an open heart surgery, a bypass operation. And so you're there, you're stunned. <gasps> and then you had this idea, light bulb moment. Bum, 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 bum. 
and you call up a friend. Pare! Kumusta? Di ba may utang ka? Malaki? You have a big debt? Okay, I've, I, I thought of something. Para quits na tayo. Ikaw ang magpopera para sa akin. Proxy. You be the one to go through the heart bypass operation for me. Is that possible? No, you cannot share that. My dear friend, listen to me. Look at me. You need to lay down on the operating table of the divine healer. Only you can do that. No one else. I hear people tell me this. Brother Bo, sigurado na ako sa langit. Bakit? Mabait yung nanay ko. Madasalin. I've got news for you. God has no grandchildren. He only has children. And you've got you've to have this relationship with God that's personal. Only you. I, I, I repeat this. You, your mother can share her influence. Your mother can share her inspiration. Your mother can share her prayer. Her, your mother can share her, her example and her model. But only you can say yes to the Holy Spirit. Only you. And, and, and you see, as you wait, as you wait for the Lord, even at a time when nothing is happening, the healing hasn't happened yet, the answer hasn't happened yet, the miracle hasn't happened yet, God is not yet moving, the circumstances are still bleak. Remember that God is working. God is working in your heart. God is operating in your soul. And which brings me to number three. Can I invite you to stand up? I want you to respond. Respond to the, to the Lord right now. God is here. God, God is speaking to you. God, God is saying, wait for the perfect time. Wait. And in your waiting, don't worry, I'm working. And so here's the third message. You've got to ask for God to supply extra oil for you. God wants to do that. Be wise. He is the source of the extra oil. Tony was right. There are three ways that God comes into our life. Every time, end of time, end of our time. And between these three things, only every time. Only the first one is you kind of like know when. Every time. But the, the number two and the number three, you don't know when is the end time. You don't know when is the end of your time. And so in the middle, you are waiting. And while waiting, you need that extra oil. And so today, I invite you as you come before the Lord in worship, you ask the supplier, the provider, God, I need extra oil. The waiting is tough. <laughs> I need extra oil. I need extra faith. I need extra trust. I need extra provision. I need extra perseverance. I need extra patience. God, I need you to supply. And you know what? He will. He will answer that prayer because it's a prayer 
Father in heaven, we thank you that this day you have marked, you have appointed as a day of favor. It's a day where you say to me, while you're waiting, I'm working. Waiting is hard and waiting is tough. But I'm supplying extra oil for you. I, your God, supplying extra faith, extra patience, extra perseverance. I'm giving it to you. I'm working in your heart. I'm working in your spirit. I'm working in your soul. at the perfect time you will see my glory manifest and you will see the harvest and you will see the abundance flow everybody lift up your hands if you can if this is a comfortable posture for you your mother cannot say this for you. Your father cannot say this for you. Your best friend cannot say this for you. Your leader cannot say this for you. Only you can say yes to the Holy Spirit at work in your life. Will you give him permission? Will you give him 100% permission to work in your life? Lay down on the operating table and wait as God works. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph radio.